episode number 252, Camaro Still Rules. Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? How's your weather? Weather sucks. It's raining right now. It's raining really hard. What's the temperature there, my friend? 35. Uh, it's 48 here and raining. Last week, we got pounded with snow. Remember how, heard. how we ended the show and I had to go shovel? Dude, two and a half hours of heavy, heavy snow. Ugh. That was horrible. Well... At least it's, the rain washed it all away, though, right? Mm, starting to. Really? Oh, gosh. Ah, oh, man, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? We got, oh. we got a big show today, though. Mm-hmm. A great what, show. Want to do the rundown? Yeah. So let's talk about the title of the show. This episode title is Camaro Still Rules, and it does, and it's proven, because the Camaro ZL1 versus Mustang GT500 comparison Really spells it out for everybody. Plus, the most expensive Camaro ZL1 ever sold at auction. We're going to talk about that. Ooh, that's a neat one. And then Chevrolet and, uh, well, a a mystery buyer. (laughs) (laughs) Not not exactly. Detroit, you know, Corvette Stingray VIN number one was sold for $3 million. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about... If you want to buy a set of 2020 C8 Corvette wheels, I'm sure they're on Craigslist somewhere in the Detroit area. <laughs> Get into that. John Force Copo Camaro sells. Lee Iacocca Dodge Viper sells. We got some voicemails. We got some auto industry news. We got more GM news. And then we're going to announce the winner of the giveaway that I mentioned last week. So, gosh, we got a packed show. Packed show. Let's jump right into it, Chris. Let's talk about this Camaro ZL1 versus Mustang GT500 comparison that will break hearts, the title is. (laughs) This comes from our good friends over at Muscle Cars and Trucks, and this kind of goes with what we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a complete test, per se, uh, looks like they people have been getting their hands on. Well, this is well, car and drivers gotten their hands on the Camaro ZL1 oh, yeah. 1LE and a new Mustang GT500, and they're putting them through the paces. And and this comparison went with, you know, the way the car rode, the way the car felt inside, the the road noise, the interior, exterior, zero to sixty, quarter mile, up to one fifty, um, braking, price. And this, let me let me let me just read you the last line because this sums up the whole article. The more yeah. affordable ZL11LE managed to match or surpass the Shelby's performance while offering a much longer list of features. Spend the stack of money saved on gas in good years. You're going to need them. Wow. Camaro still rules, and and the price is tested on these cars. <laughs> the <laughs> and now the 2024 Mustang Shelby GT500 prices tested was $93,870 and the price tested on the Camaro Z01 1LE was 75,985. For those prices guys, you can go get a, a new 2020 Corvette C8. And we're hearing a lot of people are 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 dropping their pre-orders for the Mustang Shelby GT500 
for the new mid-engine Corvette C8. The car wow. looks better. <laughs> it's not a Mustang. You don't have to worry about crowds of people. It's, it's, I don't know. I. It's about, all about I, the driving experience, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said this before. When I got my Z06, I was talking to Dr. Jamie Meyer. I think it's SEMA. I think it was SEMA. And I was just talking to him about it, and he's got one. At least he had one. I know that because I know he had some fun with his. And, you know, I was talking, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I like it more than I actually thought I would. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to try it out. I, I love it. I do. I truly do. He said, it's like it's built by a different car company. And it is. It's a different driving experience. But the same goes for the Camaro. The Camaro is a, its own experience. Yeah. And it just depends on what you like. I'm fortunate. I like both. Yeah. Yep. But what about Mustangs? Um, you know, I haven't really driven one. I should probably just ask my neighbor if I can drive his. It only has 1,200 horsepower. <laughs> guy's a maniac. I told you, I, I told you this. I think I mentioned this before, but every now and then he, because he, he knows I hang out in my garage a lot with the door open, so he strolls on over, pops his head in. Hey, man, when are you going to race me in that Corvette of yours? Yeah, when I get twice the horsepower to make it a fair fight. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Let's go have some fun. He's the coolest guy in the world, man. He really is. But it's just, I, you know, I, I, we, we've been talking about this for years, Chris. We need to get in a Mustang and drive it. Well, I did. When I was in Austin about, I don't know, five, six years ago, yeah. we rented a V6 Mustang, and it was fun. It was all right. It didn't feel like a Corvette. It felt like I was driving kind of a like somebody's couch. And I drove but, one of the Mustangs at, um, uh, what was that race course? Out in uh, Pahrumpf. Spring oh, Mountain. Uh, Spring Mountain. Yeah. They met us drive a Mustang before we drove the uh, the new Turbo 4 car. And, and it was the, the four-cylinder Turbo Mustang. Yeah, it was Mustang the EcoBoost well, right? Mustang. Yeah. It was the EcoBoost Mustang, yeah. Right, right, right. Just felt, I don't know. Just, I, I didn't like the cockpit feeling, and, I, and it just felt sloppy to me. Yeah, it, it just, yeah. But I think, I think they've stepped up their game since then. Yeah. I, I think they, they really have. This was so. back in, when was this, 2016? It's probably 2016 when they brought me out there. Yeah, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd consider going to a Ford dealership and just looking at one, but you know how it is. Yeah. How you doing today? Anything I can help you find? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to so. link this article up in the show notes as well. Yep. You guys uh, yep. read it. And uh, you know, Bear Jackson and Mecham were both going on in the last couple weeks. Yep. And the most expensive Copo Camaro ZL1 was ever sold there. Can you believe that this car, this Camaro, I think, was it a 69? Yeah, it sure was. Number f- 1969 Copo ZL1, number 59. Number 59 of 69, correct? 59 of 69, year 1969. God, it looks it looks better than brand new. It sold for over a million dollars. One million ninety four thousand five hundred dollars. So, who got that? So, if you had that money, you could buy that Mustang GT 500 we just talked about, and still have a million dollars left over. Oh, my God, that's incredible. It must have been very well documented because it says in the article, according to Haggerty, number 59 had its engine replaced early in its life with a GM warranty administrator 
keeping the motor for personal use until recently. Wow. So this is one of those things that somebody knew what it was going to be a long, long time ago. (laughs) I guess so. Dang. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. It's a good-looking car, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, but the bullet Mustang, that sold for a bunch of money. 3.4. I think it was 3.4. And after, you know, all their fees and whatnot, it was over 3.6. And that, that buyer is still anonymous. But they don't think the buyer will, will remain anonymous because they think that it's going to be used, the car will be used as a showpiece somewhere. So mm-hmm. they're, they're thinking that, you know, eventually we're going to find out who, who purchased it. Would be really cool and really scary is if they remade the movie Bullet and used it again. Mm. Yeah! Yeah! Okay. <laughs> some, maybe some movie studio bought it. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. Never know. But it's pretty cool, man. Copo Camaros are really neat. I wish I had. I wish I could buy them one. one. Yeah. Had the opportunity twice. Twice, twice. Um, on to right. more auctions. Yeah. You know when 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 Chevrolet always releases a new vehicle like the Copo, like the the new C8, like a special edition Camaro, they always auction off VIN number one. Mm-hmm. And they they um they use that money and give it to a charity. And it was um it was this past weekend in Scottsdale, Arizona, at the um, the Bear Jackson one, and uh, the first ever Corvette Stingray VIN number one was auctioned off, three million bucks, yep. three million dollars for VIN number one. Million dollars. Yeah. And none other than Rick Hendrick himself. Well, he doesn't car. have any money. How do you pull that off? <laughs> Oh, boy. So congrats to, to Rick Hendrick again. Mm-hmm. I would love to go visit his 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 stable of number one cars. <laughs> We've been Dude. doing this show for 15 years, and I, I want to say almost every single time they have auctioned off a number one vehicle, Rick Hendrick has been the one to win. I just realized I had a dream last night that they made a Copo Corvette. Oh. That'd be weird. Yeah. Maybe they're doing it. You heard it here first, just <laughs> in case they're doing it. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, and everybody's like, eh, you know, it's a write-off. Eh. Yeah, good. He's got the money, and that's how he keeps the money, yeah. but still, $3 million went to Detroit Children's Fund. Yep. It's a nonprofit focused on high-potential investments to provide Detroit school children with the opportunity to receive an excellent education. So, um... And everybody wins on this one. However, Rick, you don't have pre-production wheels from VIN number one. Somebody <laughs> in Detroit does. <laughs> you don't get Some... the, you don't get the first wheels. <laughs> Somebody was either really smart. Well, there's a whole lot of stupidity going on in what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> I was looking at those pictures, and I'm like, first of all, what was that car doing there? Yeah. Well, well, go ahead, tell the story, and then I'll get into well, that. I mean, just, you know, obviously, uh, social media blew up the other day with a picture of a black C8 Corvette sitting on blocks. Like, literally, like, I don't know, someone kicked these blocks off the curb and put them underneath and stole all the wheels and tires off of it. This kind of strikes, uh, strikes kind of close to home, because my car once 
Although my Z28 was not a pre-production car that is a mid-engine beast. But this car was found on the, the city of Detroit. Just sitting there on brick. And there was a lot of pictures. <laughs> and there was a lot of video. So I don't know if this hit the internet. And then next thing you know, pictures every... I don't know. How, how long did it take for them to go get that car? That's what I want to know. Because it seems like everybody and their brother had video and pictures. And now Motor Trend has got stuff with their logo all over the pictures. Oh, of course. So whoever got there first must have sold their pictures to Motor Trend, I'm guessing. And, uh, yeah, there's a nice video of them going around. And it's it's, it's, it's a sad sight. (laughs) I I fully expected the person taking that video to be just completely swearing up and down. Yeah. About mother. <laughs> the article said, "Yeah, go ahead. Who, who stole the wheels, and what are they going to do with them? Yeah. You can't put them on Craigslist. <laughs> it's not yet. It isn't clear who owns the car, although it may belong to General Motors. Well, obviously, despite yeah. its non-manufactured Michigan license plate, there is a one sticker in the window implying it belongs to a captured test fleet. Besides, we'd be surprised that a customer." C8 would even be out and about. Production is still ramping up. Yeah, they haven't even started building these things yet. Uh-huh. In the meantime, it looks unlikely that the thieves will be able to offload oh, the C8's we wheels yep. and tires easily. There are many of these cars around to begin with. Well, there aren't many of these cars around, so there's, <laughs> there's neither much of a market for replacement wheels or tires, nor much cover for the seller to explain where they got these parts in the first place. That said, you never know. A full set of new tires for the C8 costs well over $1,000, and a factory fresh set of wheels might cost double that, if not more. It's kind of a Good sad reason, sight. Man. It's kind of a sad sight. It's it's really sad because they didn't, you know, of course they didn't take good care of the vehicle. No, no they just dropped on blocks. Then, then people started creating memes. Did you see the mm-hmm. meme where it was said, this is the floating C8? The, the hover C8. <laughs> no. And they removed the, everything on the bottom. Yeah. It looks like it's hovering on the street. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? I'll bet you right now, somewhere in downtown Detroit, there's a 1988 Monte Carlo with those wheels on it. <laughs> and it's jacked. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's way up. Ooh, bitch, you got jacked, bitch. Where's the drop? Play the drop. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Surprised. I'm surprised. Oh, bitch, you got jacked, bitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I feel bad for whoever's car that was, because either way, they, they, yeah, they got to deal with it. Yeah. One way or another. Oh, let's go back to, uh, I guess, some more auction stuff, now that I think about it. Yeah. I'm not surprised at this. I kind of am. The the you know We've been talking about Copo Camaros and last week and this week. The John Force Edition, the number one. Um, only sold for six hundred thousand, nearly half of the estimate of one million. This again comes from our friends at Muscle Cars and Trucks. I think that's more than what what they've been selling for previous years. I think they've been selling for right around half a million. Yeah, yeah, they did. But I think they think that the John Force, you know, aspect of it would 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 bring another five hundred thousand. Um, and I heard John talk personally when he was right next to me talking to somebody when. He was out showing this car, and he said he was going to bid on this car. He yeah, wa- he wanted it. Yep. So and I don't, it, I don't know if he say won that, it. 
whoever did buy it, they're going to be best friends or something like that. Yeah. He's he's a cool guy. He's, he's sometimes off his rocker, it seems, but <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely a cool guy, man. Um, you know, that the John Force package in addition to the car, just the package alone is thirty five, thirty seven thousand dollars. Mm, okay. And that's the that's the that's your deposit that you got to put down to get the copo here. Let me, let me pull up the sheet here. Let me double check on that. I want to. Oh shoot, I don't have it handy. But yeah, it's it's like thirty five, thirty seven thousand dollars. So that's what your deposit is. Otherwise, mm. it's ten thousand dollars if you don't want the mm. package. Wow. Thirty five thousand dollars for stickers. Well, it's not just stickers. Yeah, it is. Really. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 uh it says it also includes a carbon fiber air inlet, dual batteries, weight box, parachute, quick change coupling of the supercharger if equipped. That car. The red yes. black livery speaks for all itself. Options no matter what. Mm. Let me double check that. Chris, go ahead and feel free to move on to uh Well, there's where, another car. There's another car too that sold at the auction and it's not Camaro related, but I mean it's it is very historical. We we have a the Dodge the 92 Dodge Viper RT10, which once belonged to Chrysler chairman Lee Iacocca. Mm-hmm. Wow. That that one, that car, raised $285,500. Wow. More, more than double the presale estimate. Less than half of John Forrest Coppola Camaro. But it's good to see some love for the famous Viper. Iacocca's estate also sold his Chrysler LeBaron. As well as a special Mustang, which didn't move for much. Hmm. You know, looking at that 1992 Dodge Viper. Remember when those came out? Oh, how yeah. Earth-shattering it was. V10, oh my God, look at that thing. Oh, woo! I know. It's a rocket ship. Yeah. It's got to be the fastest car on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now look at it. Yeah. It's a jelly bean that's been smashed. <laughs> Uh, taking a step back here, John Force inspired package thirty three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Custom paint and graphics, graphics accent stripe are painted, not vinyl, so it's painted. That that is impressive. Yeah. Um, graphics accent stripes on the surface hood, hood painted with engine designation, Chevrolet Performance vinyl graphic on black bow tie, Copo embroidered seat back, darkened tail lights, clear side marker lamps, weld race wheels, which it comes with race wheels anyway, and red brake calipers. Okay. So it's paint. And in, in it, it's the paint. SLP Engineering Special Edition package. Wow. And then the Racers package. That is the dual batteries, the intake, um, and that's $2,500. All right, let's see what we got from voicemails this week. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jason. It's Josh Lobel. As we know, hopefully and inevitably, spring is coming, and we'll be getting all our cars back out. So I want to know, when's Jason coming out with his car care book? Thanks for everything. Bye. <laughs> Josh from Louisville. So, when are you coming out with your ebook you've been talking about for the last 10 years? Never. <laughs> there you have it, Josh. It's done. <laughs> Next. <laughs> no, you know, that was a good idea, and I got it a lot of it written. You know what I should do? I should convert it into weekly entries on my YouTube channel. Well, there you go. Put it to use. Might as Good, well. You know? Speaking of the YouTube channel, I released a new video. Go check it out at injasonsgarage.com. Okay. Um, thanks for the voicemail, Josh and Louisville. Josh and Louisville. There you have it. And if you guys, hey, listen, if you guys want to ask Jason when he's going to do other things too or, you know, anything <laughs> else, um, 
Here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. All right, we got one more <laughs> voicemail here. I, I do have a lot of ideas <clears throat> that I would love to do. I just don't get to it. Yeah. Go ahead, play it. Go ahead, you're fine. Hey, Jason, Chris. This is Mike from Connecticut. Called in a few different times. Happy New Year. I was just listening to your January 5th uh, podcast, I think. You guys were talking about the Camaro sales figures, fourth quarter, uh, went up 3%. Speculating about how, uh, you know, maybe it was the LT model that might have sparked some sales. And then you guys were talking about price point and blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Here's my take on it. If I remember correctly, I believe in the month of November and or... October or maybe it was December, I don't know, fourth quarter, GM was discounting, I believe, the Camaro 20% off. I know I was considering significant discounts, really big discounts, and that, to me, was the spark. I'd love to see the sales numbers, the details, models, which models moved and when. Because I'm willing to bet they all started to move when GM heavily discounted. Because, I'll say it again, the price point is wrong. Mary Barra got it wrong. Have a good one, guys. Mike from Connecticut. Mike, thanks for calling in and thanks laying it down. Let me think here, though. Because they report in quarters now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the last, was it fourth quarters when they were, when they reported it in January? So three, so it would be fourth quarter. So that would be, what, September, October? No, is it October, November, December? Okay. I'll have to look back and see if the, the, they used to do, and I haven't looked for this in a while since they went to quarterly. They did a deliveries list and it showed exactly how many in what year too. Now, if you remember back, the the ones that the only ones that they were discounting were the previous year ones. So, like, um, was it twenty nineteen? I think it was twenty nineteen. So it wasn't the twenty twenties. So I wouldn't. I'd like to see the comparison of how many twenty nineteens to twenty twenties, and then if there's way more twenty nineteens, then you know that the heavily discounted ones accounted for the increase. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. I'm going to have to look back and see if they still include that in the delivery report. Hmm. Interesting. He raises some good points, though, yeah. I'd like to know what's working and what's not, too. I'm sure they know. Yeah. I'm sure that they're doing cartwheels over the sales increase because they've been desperately needing it. And um, he's not wrong about Mary Barra being wrong. I think the price point was just too high. Hmm. I, I, know it's, I know it's not about volume. It's about profit. But still, I think that – I'm starting to think that, in addition, you still have to have – I don't, I don't, there's probably a right word for this, but likability, you know, because it's it's getting it's 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 to the point of well, I love it, but it's too expensive, so I'm going to buy something else. Mm. Even you know, even they don't see the value; they just see the dollar sign. Yeah. So it's good for the business, but it's not good for the car. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And there's a balance that's probably impossible to hit. We've talked about this many times before. With the fifth gen, there was so much pent up demand for the Camaro. Yeah. Plus, you had transformers, and 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 then you had buyers who haven't purchased a Camaro or who weren't even looking at Camaro as a car, who were buying the Camaro too. 
because it was such a, a great looking car, because it was a great value, because mm-hmm. they wanted freaking Bumblebee. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And, you know, the fifth gen had a great life, had a great life, evolved into the sixth gen, and that didn't, that, that just didn't keep. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh. All right. What do we got going on next? Thanks for that voicemail, by the way. Laying it down. Thank you. I agree. Uh, what is this Cruise Origin? Is it? Yeah, I, I didn't even look at this article. Yeah. I see it in well, the... Uh... huge news this week. So GM um, had a huge press conference, and they unveiled the Cruise... Well, they had, they had been uh-huh. working on this. It's an automation. It's, it's like a uh-huh. completely autonomous vehicle that they're going to be using, they want to be using for like, I don't know, like Uber and stuff like that. They removed the steering wheel. They removed the gas pedals. They turned it into this cube-type-looking ugly-ass vehicle, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like half and, SUV, and, and half of, bus. And, of course, if you read the article from Jalopnik, if you click in the first I see, image. I see the image. <laughs> and what does it say in the image? Do, you, do I really? Okay. It, it, just link it up in the show notes. <laughs> really? There should... There probably should be a drain in that floor. Because, you know, people are going to be drinking and... and uh, I think they might be thinking more along the lines of, you know, pe- people filming. <laughs> well, I, 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 knowing them, they're probably thinking that and or somebody's going to... Ralph? It, w- it won't be a day. It won't be a day before somebody films a Bang Bus episode in that. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I thought they were thinking of. Oh, I don't know. So yeah, it's 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 their automation plan. You know, they 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 teamed up with Honda and a and a and a, and a bank, and then this is what they've been doing. They've been working on this, and they call it the Cruise Origin, and um, it's not really a good looking vehicle. I mean, it's it's an autonomous vehicle, and it's it's a little bus that's. It reminds me of a Disneyland ride or something. Yes, no, you get there in, you go. Very good. You, you get in, it takes you where you want to go, and. You go around the ball in Epcot, and oh yeah, look in this and this. And then you come back down, and you get out, and it's done. Except you're not on tracks. They're testing this in San Francisco right now. So, oh. <laughs> whether we like it or not, autonomous vehicles are coming. Yep, and pretty soon we're going to be watching, you know, people drag racing cars robotically. <laughs> my 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 concern is just. With autonomous vehicles on the road, when you remove the human element, there's only so many things a computer can think of. Some idiot behind you is on their cell phone, not paying attention, and just rails you in the back. That'll happen no matter what you're in. Right. What's gonna? What's the vehicle gonna do? Huh. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I don't know. I just gotta kind of let it let it happen. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love technology, I mean, I'm, I'm I would try one. I would definitely try one. Hmm. If you had these vehicles that would come to your house and take you to the airport or something like that for like twenty bucks or something, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, come, come pick you up. I just don't know how they would deal with weather elements, you know, hydroplaning and snow and sleet, ice, stuff like that. You know, where you remove the human element, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless they're just going to have them in locations that they don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Don't know. The- they they've got to be putting tremendous amounts of engineering into this. Of I mean, what, what about squirrels? Yeah. yeah, you know, 
I'll I'll drive off the road to avoid hitting a squirrel. <laughs> uh, or, or what about uh, what about people who won't get out of it? What if they fall asleep in it? What if people have a heart attack in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess a lot of things apply to the same sort of thing. Uh, like you know, like uh, like monorails. You know. Um, yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of thought that's got to go into this. Uh, the more I think about it, the more they, the more what if games they got to play yeah. beyond what I can even imagine. So we'll be keeping an eye on this, including Bang Bus episodes. Oh, God. Um, GM is going to open a new tech center, huh? Yeah. Another another press conference this week, but it's not in Detroit. Nope. It's probably close Charlotte. to you. Charlotte, North. I don't even know how far that away is, is for me. I knew it one time, but Charlotte, North Carolina, they're building a tech center for racing. Man, seventy-five thousand square foot facility located in Concord, North Carolina, off of Interstate eighty-five, in less than ten minutes from Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, it's a six and a half hour drive, or an hour flight for one hundred and ninety-one bucks. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Chevrolet General Motors. Really getting in deep with NASCAR yeah. and performance racing. I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of money in it. I mean, clearly, look at Rick Hendrick. Yeah. So, pretty neat. Pretty neat. I wish... It's going to have a lot of cool NASCAR uh, simulation, mm-hmm. uh, driving the loop simulators, vehicle simulators, aero development, practice. Wow. Pretty it's cool been, stuff, yeah. man. As, as much as GM is involved with NASCAR and racing, this is going to be... Uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. Cool. All right. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. All right. Well, this is a good episode. This is fun. We covered a lot of bases on a lot of things in a little small amount of time. Um, I do got to announce the little giveaway winner that I did last week. I announced that I was giving away a set of Laminex taillight film that I bought from my 2010 Camaro. Instead of throwing it away because I have no use for it, I thought I'd give it away. But I want to do it in a fun and fair way, and I create a little giveaway, and. Uh, I'm declaring the winner here right now. I'm not going to give the full email address, but it is Lee and some numbers at Comcast.net. Um, Lee, I'm going to be emailing you a, a letter of congratulations. If you even listen to the show, if you don't, shame on you. I'm going to make <laughs> sure I put a dog turd in the box with it. Um, now, this is fun. It, I use a, a service that I bought a subscription to, and we'll be giving away some stuff in the future, too. We got we got some stuff to give away. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, so appreciate everybody who entered into that, including Brent Franker, who I saw had a lot of entries in it. <laughs> and and they don't Brent. give their names, but I know the email address. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll be doing it again some more. And if anybody's got anything that they would like us to give away, please let, let us know. We'll, we'll be happy to facilitate that for you. Absolutely. Cool. All right. You ready to get out of here? I'm ready to get at. All right. We will be back at it next week. So we will see you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!